Hi, welcome to another teaching message from Sycamore Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. All right, I'm going to ask you a question as I start this morning. Have you ever seen a mismatch? Like a very terrible mismatch that could be very annoying, maybe, but perhaps interesting. Like you just see a mismatch. Um, for example, you see a couple walking down the road. And if you're going to be honest, you kind of look at them and you're like, how did this guy get this, this woman? Like, you know, beauty and the beast, you know, stuff like that. Um, or maybe, maybe it's just somebody who dressed up and basically mismatched clothes. Like you're thinking, what were you thinking? How did you combine this and this? Or they, or the, you know, just mismatch, right? Basically. Or maybe um, mismatching colors also. Guys know that if you are dressing up, you know, one of the first things to go for is a pair of jeans or black trousers because everything works. You get what I'm trying to say? But when you start dressing up with purple trousers, you know, you just create problems that, that don't exist. You get what I'm trying to say, right? Come on, talk to me, guys. All right, fantastic. So um, basically mismatches. Or maybe for you, it's even just what happens, the way you feel when you walk into your office every morning. You just feel like this organization does not deserve me. Just feel like, you know, these people, they don't know my worth. They don't, they don't deserve me, right? I've, I've, had, I've had great times, you know, sitting over meals with people. And I love, you know, just hanging out with people over meals. But sometimes I've, I've had regrets taking somebody for a buffet. I've had regrets because you take somebody for a buffet, you're excited, and then, you know, um, just in the face of a buffet, you see somebody combining things on a plate that should not be combined. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like combining, how can you put rice and okra? Like what, what, you get what I'm trying to say, right? It's called a mismatch. In short, it's like saying this doesn't go with that. This doesn't go with that. Um, this, there, there are certain things, I, I think, in life that just should not go together. There's certain things that if we take one, we shouldn't have it with the other. So I'm going to read to you from Matthew chapter 9 this morning. Two verses that will be a foundation for what I want to share. In verse 16, Jesus says, Nobody, nobody puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. For the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. Verse 17, he says, Neither do they put new wine into old wineskins. Or else the wineskins break. The, spill, the wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. So Jesus said, if you see new wine, it doesn't match with old wineskin. You're going to put new wine in new wineskin and then both are preserved. All right. I want to preach something about, you know, just wine this morning. If you're here and you have ever been drunk. Yeah, thank you. Say a few church leaders, thank you. If, I didn't say last night. I just said you've ever been drunk. All right, wave in the chat wherever you are. Um, they don't come physically apparently. But if you're here and you've ever been drunk, I have a message for you this morning and I guess everybody else also. Um, so what I want to preach on for you this morning is can you hold your liquor? Can you hold your liquor? Let me look at somebody around you this morning and ask them in the most polite way, like can you hold how far can you go? <laughs> How many bottles knock you off? Can you hold your liquor? So the big idea in the scripture I read is that Jesus is suggesting to us, Jesus is showing us that new wine deserves new wineskin. All right? New wine deserves new wineskin. You can't put new wine in old wineskin. Jesus is basically showing us it is a mismatch. 
But first of all, before I jump into that, I came with news this morning for somebody. And I want somebody to hear this ring in their hearts as clearly as the Holy Spirit will make it to you. I want to say to somebody this morning, God has new wine. God has new wine. God has new wine. God has new wine. I always love the sound of a prophetic message. And like I said at the start of service, maybe you hear the word prophetic and you're like, uh, that sounds like a big word. It's real simple. It's something that basically points you towards what is to come. And I feel this is one of those kind of messages today. God has new wine. God has new wine. God's got new wine. To be honest, maybe you hear that and it's not really exciting for you because you don't necessarily think in terms of like Bible words and Bible concepts. So, for example, you're reading your Bible. So, you, you see new wine and it really doesn't like bring that. You're like, oh. You know, maybe scary, right? Because you're reading your Bible, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm reading things in the Bible, and I, I, I get the point. But so, for example, the Bible, the psalmist is saying that man, I'm envying, I'm envying the the unrighteous. Like I'm looking at them, and then he's describing the life they have, and like it's going well with them. And then one of the things he says about them is that they are fat. In fact, in Malachi, God is like speaking a blessing and he's saying like, man, you who fear my name, you will grow out and you will grow fat. Some of you are like, man, I don't, I, I don't want that blessing, amen. I can't let that blessing pass over me, you get what I'm trying to say. You don't necessarily think just in terms of Bible concepts. So you're reading and God is speaking a blessing and he's saying that you, your camels will abound or enlarge your tent. And you're like, ah, like ah, camels, like, you know, right? That, that would feel very different if we were talking about your cars. Do you get what I'm trying to say, right? Okay, so you don't necessarily think that way. So maybe we have to help ourselves this morning so that we don't miss an exciting promise that God is giving us about new wine. So in scripture, what, what are you even thinking when you say new wine? What is this sounding like to us? Because if we miss this promise, I think it's really going to be uh, helpful for us wherever you are today. So there's something about new wine when you look through the scripture. And if, a few things I could show you, but one of the things I'll show you is that it is symbolic of rejoicing and of celebration. In Isaiah chapter 24, if you're looking at verse 7, it demonstrates from verse 7, it's demonstrating for us the absence of new wine. It's saying the, the new wine fails, the vine languishes, all the merry-hearted now sigh. In verse 8, it says the mirth of the tambourine ceases, the noise of the jubilant ends. Why? Because the new wine has failed. The joy of the harp ceases. This, in verse 11, look at verse 11. It says there's a cry for wine in the streets. All joy is darkened. The mirth of the land is gone. It's just this idea of because the wine is gone, celebration has stopped. It's the same thing that happened. You probably know in John chapter 2 where Jesus was invited to a wedding. And the Bible says that Jesus and his disciples came and there's a party going on. And there's rejoicing and there's celebration. But suddenly the beat stops and suddenly the party goes sour. Suddenly everything goes cold. Why? Because they said these words, they have run out of wine. Suddenly in that place we see where a party goes sour. Why? Because they've run out of wine. Suddenly there's no more celebration. There's no more jubilation. It feels like our joy stops. In fact, if you think about it, suddenly there's anxiety. Suddenly there is like a panic mode is activated. Suddenly worry takes over. Do you sometimes feel like your life is there? Do you sometimes feel like your life is in that place where there is more anxiety than there are answers? There's more panic than there is, you know, there, there, there's solutions. There's more worry and all of that. But what's beautiful this morning is that once Jesus got the wine back in the party, then the party came alive again with rejoicing. And today I came to tell somebody, God's got wine for you. There were likely two categories of people in that party that Jesus um, 
turned water to wine and came out of Galilee. There are likely two categories of people, if you think about it. There were those who had already previously been served, um, but they were wanting more, and then the wine ran out. And perhaps there were also those who had not even been served, who were just like waiting for their turn, like volunteers, like they had not even been served. And I want to say to those who hadn't been served, you know, maybe you feel like I've never known what real joy is. I've never at any point in my life been able to point my fingers and say, I even know fulfillment. I don't even know it. Feels like I've never been served. And to those who had never been served, what I want to say is that Jesus has showed up and there's new wine here. We serve a God who still makes wine out of water. We serve a God who still takes the natural, just the natural sequences and puts a miracle on it. We serve that kind of God. And for some of you, this year will be the first time in your life that you will know real joy. This year will be the first time that you would really know fulfillment in the work of your hands, like going to work and coming back. And for the first time, you would really have a sense of, man, God's put some wine on this. There is fulfillment for some of you this year will be the first time you would have a real encounter with the Holy Spirit a real sense of God's power of God's presence with me like not just church talk I mean like like real stuff but I also want to say to people that have that sit in that party and had actually tasted wine but now they're longing for more but the, the news is that it has run out I want to say to people that have tasted God's goodness, people that have lived in God's grace. If you listen to the words of John chapter 2 verse 10 in ERV, listen to what the master of the feast said. He said, people always serve the best wine first. Later when the guests are drunk, they serve the cheaper wine. He said, but you have saved the best wine until now, until now. Somebody say now. I just want to encourage somebody today who says, man, I've seen the goodness of God. I've seen the grace of God. I've, I've experienced, I've walked, and as we were singing, those words feel so real. I've experienced his power. I've had a walk with the Holy Spirit. I've, I've done life with Jesus all these many years. I just want to say, in the sound of now is the sound of best wine. In the sound of now is a sound of what you've never experienced before. In the sound of now is a sound of what God is right about to do. And he calls best. And every time we say now, God says best wine. It, best is never in the past. When we say now, God says best wine. I feel like saying to somebody today, God is notching it up a little higher. All that you've experienced, God is notching it up a little higher. God is notching up the grace you've walked in. God is notching up just that experience of fulfillment and joy that you've lived with. God is notching it up a little higher. That's the sound of new wine. New wine comes with a sound of... God is notching it up. Best wine now. Best wine now. We don't say best wine past. We don't say the best wine oh, was at the beginning. You came late. We say if you're here now, if there's ever a now moment in your life, if there's ever a breathing day in your life, if there's ever a waking up, and I'm like, I saw God's goodness yesterday. He says, I'm not talking about yesterday again. Now I'm talking about today. Because as long as you say now, God says it's a new sound of best wine. Best wine. Now, what you've previously called party, all the celebration you had before, just got notched up a little more. 
And I'm believing that with the work of your hands, I'm believing with your relationships, I'm believing with families, I'm believing with people's businesses, with careers, with ideas, with creativity. I'm believing that as we say now, it's a new season. I'm believing that there's a sound of new wine that is notching it up. I'm like, where did this come from? The master is like, how did you get this? But when Jesus shows up, he notches it up a little more. Best wine now. Best wine now best wine now best wine now who let me ask this morning who has faith in church this morning i don't know about anybody online but is there anybody in the building this morning that has faith for a notch up this year that has faith for god to do more than he has ever done can we take a praise break this morning it's not too early can we praise him in advance can we praise him for the more that is coming can you praise him this morning for a God that shows up and says, I'm not talking about what was lost. I'm talking about the best wine now. I'm talking about what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard. What has not entered into the mind of any. People, you haven't yet seen God's best. Say it's best wine now. And see, sometimes in the story of past, there's mistakes and failures. But as long as you say now, he's saying best wine. Sometimes in the story of the past is what I should have done, what I could have done. But if this is a living, breathing moment for you, I came to say, God's got new wine. There's a new sound of the working of God. Yeah. Somebody say, God's got me some new wine. Say, my life is getting a notch higher. Sit down, let me... Go a little further. Some people listening to me today in the middle of a party that has gone dry, middle of a life experience that has gone dry and quiet, maybe in the middle of a broken relationship, in the middle of a difficult season, the middle of confusion. You feel like that moment where the wine ran out, like I'm anxious, what's going to happen? I feel like something has gone wrong. I just came today with a sound of new wine. It's a sound of fresh life. It's a bounce back for somebody. It's a restoration for somebody. It's a renewing. It's a livening up what was gone cold before. It's a livening up as what had gone dry. And, but, but please, let's look today together at what Jesus actually says in Matthew 9 verse 17. He says, they do not put new wine into old wineskin. Or else the wineskins will break and the wine will be spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into, everybody say that, new wineskins. And both are preserved. If anything, friends, I don't want to lose the possibilities of a move of God in my life this year. He says, God is bringing new wine. But Jesus says, if you put that new wine in old wineskin, you're going to lose the move. He says it's going to be spilled, it's going to be wasted. He said the wineskin is going to be ruined, the, the wine is going to be spilled. If anything, I don't want to lose the possibilities of a move of God in my life. I want to be all that God calls me to be. I want to strive to live my life in the full weight of the potential of the grace of God towards me. I, I don't know about you, but that's what I'm hungry for. I want, to, I want to live in the full weight of what God is bringing into my life. The full weight of the possibilities of what God is doing in my life. 
I don't want to leak and leak opportunities, leak seasons. I don't want to leak. I don't want to live my life with that. Oh, I could have. I should have. I, 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 I actually, I actually, I want to live my life in the full weight of the possibilities of the grace of God. I want to end this year empty of all that I'm loaded with for this year, for this season of my life. I want to end this year empty of it. I want to pour it out. The end of my life, I want to die empty, right? I want to to die empty. Let me say to everybody today, the, the, the burden to die empty, the burden to die empty must become a burden to live full. The burden to someday die and poured out empty must become a burden today to, to live full. So if God is giving us new wine, then we need wineskin. We need something that can hold it. We need new wineskin. See, there is a right match. There is an appropriate fit for what God is doing in your life. There is a wineskin that can handle the wine that God is pouring in your life. There is a right fit. There is an appropriate fit. Let's be honest, friends, this morning. Let's be honest, and this is sobering, but there is a level of the weight of what God is doing in our lives that will mess us up if we're not ready for it. It's all about matching it, friends. There's a level of success and fame that can come into your life that will ruin you if you don't have the character for it. There is a level of an anointing that you can carry and of grace that you can carry that will make a mess of you if you're not prepared for it. See, God does new wine, but we must be doing new wine skin. You don't want to hold fame and success that you don't have the character for. You don't want your business to expand to a degree that you don't have the leadership to handle. You don't want to earn money that you don't have vision for. I'll say that again. You don't want to earn money that you don't have vision for. You don't want it. You don't want new wine that you don't have the wine skin for. You don't want grace that you don't have the humility for. You don't want new wine that you don't have the wine skin for. See, God does new wine. But we must be doing new wine skin. Jesus says, see, if I put new wine in old wine skin, Jesus says, it's going to ruin it. You're going to lose the wine. You're going to mess up the wine skin. That's what Jesus says. You can't do what only God can do, but you can position yourself for what only God can do. There are things in your life that only God can bring into your life. You can't do any, you can't, you can't create the wine. You can't turn water to wine. Only Jesus can do that. But you can position yourself for what only God can do. I don't want my new wine to waste. See, friends, I don't want to cheapen a move of God in my life. <laughs> and I'm asking today, can you hold your liquor? Can you hold your liquor? Do you have what it takes to carry what God is pouring in your life. Can you hold it? Or is it going to mess you up? Are you going to be the next person messed up by the abundance of wine that came in? (laughs) I want to collaborate with God. If you look at even God's redemptive story, if you look at 
all that God does in our lives, you would see a pattern of God works things into our nature, and then he invites us to build a culture. He, he works something, he gives us an identity, and then he invites us to build a corresponding culture. In other words, God starts to give us a vision of what he wants to do in our life. He works it in us. He does the nature part in us, what we cannot do for ourselves. Then he invites us to say, there is a corresponding culture. Whether it's that I work righteousness in you, I give it to you by my sacrifice once and for all. And then he invites you to say start to build a culture of righteousness or it's that God blesses you and then he says start to build a culture of being a blessed person or it's that God in everything God does he works it in us he gives it to us by his, by his grace we don't deserve it and then he starts to invite us to say can you build a corresponding culture of this and what I want to ask today is will you embrace a culture that can carry the new season of your life would you would you today make up your mind to Embrace a culture can carry this new season of your life. Because man, I believe heaven is heavy. I believe that God's heart is heavy towards us. I believe there's a sound of new wine over us. But today I'm asking us, would we embrace a culture? Would we embrace the right kind of attitude that corresponds with the new wine? The right sense of value. I'm asking you today, do you have wine skin for a move of God? Do you have wine skin for a move of God? Let me try and suggest a few handles with you this morning that might help you. And the first thing I would say to you today is, man, we need to make practical decisions or realistic decisions that match our resolutions. Make realistic and practical decisions that match your resolutions. You see, I'm thinking this morning about Samson. Samson was anointed from the womb. An angel was appearing to his mother. There was an assignment of God over Samson's life. He was graced for it. He was anointed for it. Samson was supernaturally strong. Samson, in short, Samson is not your mate. Samson is Samson. Samson was worlds apart and all of that. And, and I would ask myself simply this morning, was Samson called? Yes. But did he fulfill it? No. Because Samson was sent to deliver Israel, but his decisions were not matching his direction. His decisions, spending all his time flirting with Delilah, is not matching the assignment of somebody called to deliver. And on the flip side, I'm thinking about a guy called Moses. And just this thing of decisions that match resolutions. Practical, practical decisions. Thinking of a guy called Moses in Hebrews 11 verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he became of age. Somebody say, when he became of age. Let me suggest to you that this year, this year, eh, if you are living and breathing this year, another year has been added to your age. You are getting older. You are getting older. Look at somebody around you and politely suggest that to them. You're getting older. You are still doing guy all over the place. You are getting older. You are aging. But listen to this. A mark of maturity for Moses was what he started to refuse when he became of age. See, faith is not just what you say yes to and claim. Faith is also what you say no to and refuse. Did you see that? By faith, Moses, as he started to get old, he refused to be called the son. Ha! Ah. Of Pharaoh's daughter. Don't read over that though, because it's a lot. Pharaoh was the most powerful ruler in the world. By this, Moses was having access to a lineage of Pharaoh. 
saw something about how modern, modern uh, you know, um, historians value Pharaoh in today's money as worth about 80 to 120 billion US dollars. If that guy is your grandfather, no, come on, let's talk about this thing this morning. My grandfather has 80 to 120 billion US dollars. And then I say no to his lineage. Because I'm growing. Maturity. My decisions must match my direction. Why? Look at the next verse. 25. Choosing, he didn't just say no. His choice of no was to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing. Hey man, he was saying no to pleasures. Whether it's passing or not, it's pleasure. Verse 26 is the key. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. This guy saying no was seeing something. He's esteeming something. He's esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than anything the world can give me. Friends, I pray that as God is putting new wine in our lives, I pray that we are making practical decisions that look like what God is calling us to. We cannot be esteeming a world system above our God and say we're running in his direction. Are you hearing me? Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. He was seeing something. He was saying, how much? 120 billion. You're not seeing what I'm seeing. He was seeing something. Look at verse 27. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, like say your worst. For he endured. How did he endure? Seeing him. Sometimes I see things in the Bible and I'm like, say if you are to see something, the thing should be visible. How are you seeing the invisible? Today I'm inviting everybody to that kind of journey of faith. Where our eyes are on Jesus. They are stronger on Jesus than anything of the world. What are you offering? What are you saying? What is he saying? What are they inviting me to? Eyes on Jesus, people. And then we will make wise decisions that look like the calling of Jesus. But we will make foolish decisions that are propelled by a world system and the threat. What the king said, what they didn't say, what they offered, what they didn't offer. I'm inviting you today that can we make practical decisions that look like our resolutions. Let me say it to you this way. You cannot pursue God's purpose and be embracing what is contrary to God's will for your life. For some of you, it's a relationship. For some of you, it's a habit. For some of you, it's a whatever it is. All I'm inviting you today is to say, as you make the resolutions, um, I invite you to say, make practical decisions that look like the resolutions. It boils down to what I follow on social media. It boils down to where I go and spend my Friday nights. It boils down to who I sit down with in a one-hour conversation. But I want my decisions to look like my resolutions. I want my decisions to look, I want my wine skin to look like the wine God is pouring into my life. You cannot pursue God's purpose and be embracing what is contrary to God's will for your life. The second thing I want to say today, just about how we can be building wine skin for a move of God is that I think we must build more capacity for God content. We must build more capacity for God content. See, it's really simple. If you give God room, he will pour more. 
That's the principle of scripture. 2 Kings chapter 4. The woman who is in debt runs to the prophet and she says, man, my husband has died and the creditors have come. What does he say? He says, what do you have? She says, I just have a travel. He says, go and gather vessels. Go and gather vessels. Go and gather vessels. And then she gathers vessels and then they begin to pour. They begin to pour. And by the time you're reading it in verse 5, she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full. She said to her son, bring me another vessel. He said, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. The oil ceased because the vessel ceased. If we've got room, God's got oil to pour. If we have capacity, God can still do more. Um, if, if you want more, you bring more room. Give God more room. God will do more. We need more capacity for God content. Don't know about you, but this year, more than ever before, I want to have more space in my life to allow God to do what only he can do. I need more, more, more space on my plans, more space on my schedule for God, God room. If I give God room, God will fill it with oil. But if I'm too busy, if I'm too choked, if I'm too occupied, then all that I'm doing is that the oil is seasoned, not because the oil cannot flow, but because there is no vessel. If you give God a vessel, he'll give you oil. Today I want to say to somebody, may we have capacity for God content. May we not be so full of the things and the plans and the ideas of the world. And for whatever it is in your context, for some of you it might mean staying some hours. For some of you it might mean, you know, some sacrifice somewhere. But let's pay the hard prices, people. I don't know about you, but I need God more than I've ever needed him. So I'm going to give God more room than I've ever given him. Are you hearing me? I, I can't do with what I had yesterday. I can't do with, with the pouring out of last year. I need something new. And I'm only going to have it if I've got it right now, vessel. Um, we need capacity. If we want more, we would bring more. Maybe you're asking this morning, uh, how can I have more capacity? In fact, maybe the first thing I should say is, please don't, please, I pray nobody hears what I'm saying this morning and rules themselves out. Because we're, we're so used to that. We come to church and we're so quick to hear some things and then you're like, oh, I'm not the type of person, you know, I'm not the kind of person that call this, I'm not the type of person. Um, you know, and wine is wasting over your life because you just won't bring the wine skin. Like the purpose of God, like possibilities of what God can do round and about you in your world, in your family, on your job, possibilities, God possibilities are wasting because you're just, I'm not the kind of person, I'm not the kind of person. But let me suggest to you this morning, you are not a mismatch. You are the kind of person. You are wired and made for this. You are wired and made for a sound of destiny. If you would step up to it today, you are wired for it. Let me tell you the kind of person you are. You are the kind of person that was made by God, that was wired for God, by God for his purpose, that was designed to live for what God called you to live. That is the kind of person you are. You are the kind of person that Jesus died for and gave grace to become what he wants you to be. You are that kind of person. So don't sit down and rule yourself out because God counts you in. You're the kind of person that was made to be strong and audacious for the purpose of God. You're the kind of person that was made with, with a heart to love and to serve and to give and to be generous, to prosper the kingdom of God. You are that kind of person. And so how can you build capacity for that today? First thing I'll say to you today is that we must choose to believe. I intentionally put the word choose to believe. Rather than just saying believe. Because sometimes when we say believe, you feel like the hard work of... But let me suggest to you this morning, believing is a choice. 
Choose to believe. You don't have to feel like you believe. Choose to believe. How did Mary, Mary, the mother of Jesus, how did she get room within herself to carry heaven? How did Mary, a teenage girl, get room within her to carry, literally to carry heaven? She believed. Luke chapter 1 verse 38. Mary said, behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary couldn't explain how it was going to happen. Mary had her questions, but she made a choice to believe what God was saying. Believing is not first of all a feeling. It is a decision that I choose to believe God. I choose to stand by his word. I choose to pattern my life according to what God says. Believing is not a feeling. It's a choice. Let me be honest with you this morning. A sound of destiny will scare you or will unsettle you. I don't care who you are, but a sound of what you are not yet walking in will unsettle you. So, at some point, you're going to have to make a choice to believe what you are not yet. To believe what God sees for you that you don't yet see for yourself. To believe what God can do in your life that you have not yet imagined. At some point, you're going to make a choice to believe what ears have not heard, what eyes have not seen, what has not even entered into the mind of any that God has prepared for you. A sound of destiny will scare you. But believing is not, first of all, about feeling. It is, first of all, about a decision. Amen, anybody? I am getting ready to land. Is this helping anybody today? There's a lot I can say about building capacity. You know, just in terms of praying and studying and fasting and giving and all of that. And it's all true. But let me... I just want to maybe give you some simple things that maybe you weren't necessarily thinking about today. So the second thing I would say today about how you can build capacity is the power of being where capacity is built. The power of being where capacity is built. Just putting yourself there. You'll be helped. Let this year, let this year be the year more than ever before where you put yourself where they used to build capacity. <laughs> put yourself in the conversations that build capacity put yourself in the places that build capacity put yourself around the people that stretch you a little more and speak to potential in you put yourself around the voices that call out more from you put yourself around the spaces they might stretch you but you know this is an invitation of destiny it might pull you in ways that you feel uncomfortable but you know man this is pulling me towards a sound of God more than ever before, can I invite you? Put yourself around them. Don't be far away from them. Put yourself around conversations. Put yourself in the house of God. Put yourself in church. There is something about being in God places that speaks to God potential and God people on a God journey. There is something about it. Put yourself there just by being there, by showing up there, by being there when I should be there. There's a quote that from, from one of my, my favorite people, Jensen Franklin. There's a quote. I'll, I'll read to you what Jensen says. Jensen says, when the church is doing what the church is doing, get in it. 
Now listen to this. This was the part that hit me. What you didn't hear and what you didn't experience could have changed your life. I feel that way many times. I, I can't count how many times I've walked into moments and I'm like, man, how did the devil keep this person away? Like, like what you didn't hear, what you didn't experience could have changed your life. What you didn't hear, what you didn't experience in, in just a random conversation could have been a moment of destiny. What you didn't hear, what you didn't experience could have changed your life. So just the power of Put yourself in it. Be there. Be in the house of God. Be around the people of God. Be in the places that speak to capacity within you. Be around the right voices. Be there. Third thing that I would say today. Embrace God's system for God's assignment. Embrace God's system for God's assignment. You see, God has a system for his assignment. You cannot run a God assignment by a system you devise for yourself. Embrace God's agenda for his assignment. Embrace God's system for God's assignment. You see, running a divine sound in a human way is like loading, you know, the operating system of some very heavy phone and then you load it on a touchlight phone. You know, you, it can't carry it. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It just can't carry it. There's something about God's plan, God's assignment in God's way and in God's system. And today, one of the things, there's a lot I can say about this, and of course, we'll unpack, but I want to suggest to you Isaiah 30, verse 15. I particularly want to call people to this in the times and the day which, which we live. I feel like this scripture needs to pick people out today, myself inclusive. Isaiah 30 and verse 15. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and in rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. The, the problem is, but you would not. But you would not. You just don't want to take God's way. Like, sometimes it feels too simple for the gra-gra of our day. Sometimes just coming to build confidence by meditating on God's word and being in, at peace in the peace God gives us. We start to become afraid of the peace God gives us. So we start to lose peace because we have peace. So, so look at the decision we then make in verse 16. This is, this is of my humanity. But, and you said, no, eh? 2023. We will flee on horses. So God says, okay, therefore you shall flee. And you're like, we, we need swift horses like, hey, we have to shop up. Listen, God then says, therefore, hey, those who pursue you shall be swift. So you're like, yes, they're coming. Hey, I'm escaping. Hey. Do you know you are the one giving them speed? God said, come and find rest in me. You say you want to do gra-gra. So your gra-gra is making life gra-gra. Your hustle is making your life hustle. Do you get what I'm saying? God says, come and rest. This is my system for my purpose. We are like, real oh, hey, 2023, I'm sharp. Oh, I know. What? God said, so you're like, in that sense of, yes, I'm winning. Hey, the things pursuing you are swift because you are running. Because you are running. Today, I invite you rest rest lifted hands in surrender to Jesus are still stronger than fighting hands they're still stronger they still win more victories will we fight? we will fight but we will fight from a place of a victory that we have won from a dependence that we have found from a rest that he has given that's why I start out my week in the house of God so that I can start with a sense of God has won therefore I fight are you hearing me today? It's a victory that he has given me. 
that I start to express. But I pray with all my heart that you will not just be running because people are running. 2002, one of the saddest stories that has ever happened in this country. You probably know it. There was an explosion in Ikeja. The, um, the, the Ikeja cantonment. There were was, was sounds and explosions and bombs were going out and all of that. And people started to run because they were hearing sounds. The, the impact was felt kilometers away. Windows were vibrating kilometers away. Everybody just saw people running and they started to run. That day in this country, thousands of people ran into a canal that was overgrown with weeds, the Okafa Canal. Thousands of people drowned. People died not because of the sound. They died because they were running to what they didn't even know they were running from. They didn't die because they were danger. They were actually safe. Nothing was happening in their houses. But they ran because they heard a sound. And man, we live in a very noisy generation. But I pray you're not just running. I pray that the sounds you're responding to are not just the sounds of gragra. I pray you're responding to a sound of destiny. A sound of what God is doing. A sound of worship that gives you courage. That gives you faith to face another day. That gives you the strength for every season. I pray that the sound that is propelling you is not a sound of what they said. What they think of my needs, the economy. I pray that we're responding to a sound of heaven. Ha! I won't rest this year. I, I don't know about you, but I won't rest this year. Gone are the days of sleeping and not resting. You sleep, you wake up, you're still tired. You're just panicking. Man, Jesus has come into the party. There's new wine here. There's new wine that gives me rest because of who Jesus is. Jesus' mother said to the disciples, she said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. At some point in your life, it's not about calculating how you get wine. It's about following the instructions of Jesus. At some point in your life, it's not about being wise enough. It's about following one that is wise enough. At some point in your life, it's not about understanding everything about next year. It's about knowing him whom you have believed and knowing that he is able to keep all that you have entrusted into his hand until that day. Friends, I gave my life to Jesus. That's not just a headline I did thousand, you know, 20 years ago. That is what I do every day. I give my life to Jesus. And if he holds my life, then he's faithful to keep it. Man, let's not live like unbelievers. We are Christians. There's a rest we have. We may not know all the details, but we are Christians. Amen. And there's what it means to be a child of God. Amen. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm up for this year, people. I'm up for a life of returning and rest. Quietness and confidence. Quietness and confidence. I say, ah, no, we will run. Oh, yeah, be running. And the ones pursuing you are swift. Ah. Did it ever happen to you growing up that this your neighbor has this dog and they'll tell you, don't move. <laughs> Just don't run. <laughs> but the moment you take a hair, you know, you empower what is pursuing you. You're the one empowering it. You're going from mountain to mountain. You're empowering Satan to be troubling you. It's just transforming, changing form on you. Because you just don't want to be at rest about God being your peace. You want one special revelation. You want one special, the Bible is not enough for you. You need something, okay, so keep running. And then you get manipulated. But I want, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Mm. Ah. Peace is not that, are people that were born in 1503, quiet. Peace is being a follower of Jesus. It's not 2023 or 1503. Do you somehow in your mind feel like 1503 was more peaceful? 
come on, do you? Like, there was no one like, what were they even worried about? But can we remember that in every generation, if we follow Jesus, he is the Prince of Peace. He said, my peace I live with you, not as the world gives. Ah, okay. Let me land this morning. So, Tim, please come and we're going to pray. I want to lead you in a moment. We're going to pray. Um, in just a bit. So come on, worship. Welcome. See how they're all bouncing. Walk fast, my friend. Walk fast. I want people to be clapping for you. And help the lady up. Be a gentleman. I did the favor for someone. <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. Right, right, right. So, you know, in John chapter 2, where I started from, um, they're going to sing a song in just a moment, and then we're going to pray. I really want us to pray. In John chapter 2, where I started from, um, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the Bible says that they ran out of wine. They ran out of wine. And man, back, they ran out of wine. The party went, party went sour. They ran out of wine. But in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, Paul is saying, hey guys, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation. Don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation. Some translations say in which is waste, in which is, you know, recklessness. Don't be drunk with wine. Don't, don't be drunk with wine. Don't be drunk with wine. Don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Imagine I'm talking to you and I say, um, um, don't, don't japa to UK, but, um, but, you know, you're waiting for the alternative, Right? Do you get what I'm trying to say? So what makes sense is like, don't jump out to UK where, you know, they'll just make you serve their system. But, I didn't say whatever. But, jump out to Cameroon where, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Don't jump out to this. But, so, so it's like, don't do this. But what was making you want to do that? I'm now showing you um, what you're really looking for. So there's what we're longing for. We are longing. Our souls are wired with thirst. And and I sit down with people sometimes and they're like, you don't understand why I want to be high. Like, Like I'm longing for something and all of that. And I'm like, yes, I understand. And in fact, the Bible understands. That's why it comes to you and he's saying, don't be drunk with wine. He doesn't just say, don't be drunk with wine, full stop. He says, don't be drunk with wine. Because that is low living, that is dissipation, that is recklessness. But I'm inviting you to the real fulfillment of what you are even looking for in a way better. You know, I'm, I'm inviting you to what your soul was really longing for. So he says, don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation. But, 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 but be filled with the Spirit. But be filled with the Spirit. And the only reason why I can be filled, and the literal translation of that is actually keep being filled, like again and again. It's not just, it's the same way that guy who is high comes back tomorrow and is looking for another bottle and is going for another and he's going for another. Like, I just want more and more of that. He's saying, you keep being filled with the Spirit. The only way, the only reason why I can be is because God's got new wine. God's got wine. God's got wine. Not wine like the world gives. But God's got wine. And so in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says in verse 15 that, 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 that when they began to say to, to Peter that these guys are drunk. You're out of your mind. Early in the morning, you are drunk. Peter said these words. These are not drunk as you suppose. 
emphasis as you suppose. We may not argue that we're drunk. The argument is the way you think we're drunk. You think we're drunk in the wine that the world gives. But God's got wine that he gives to us. He says, these are not drunk as you suppose. Since it's only as you suppose I'm not drunk in the way you suppose I'm just filled with the Spirit. So in verse 16, look at verse 16. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I came today to say to somebody, as long as God's got a Holy Spirit to pour out, then God's got wine for your longing. And as long as God's got wine for your longing, and as long as the Holy Spirit is here, the best wine is now. It's not in your past, but by a working of the Holy Spirit, there is a new wine right here right now there are new possibilities there's a new opening up there's a new plunging there's a new invitation there is what eye has not seen what ear has not heard what has not even entered into the mind of any that God is set to pour out and he's working it in us today by the power of the Holy Spirit so I came to say today God's got wine because he's given me the Holy Spirit I don't have to look in the yesterday I'm not in the Cana of Galilee party where you know the thing with the Cana of Galilee party is at some point I'm grateful Jesus you know they ran out of wine and I'm grateful Jesus came back and turned water to wine but guess what if you read it, he only did 12 water pots. And then at some point, the 12 water pots also ran out. So when the master of the feast said, the best wine, wouldn't it have been sad to see the best wine run out? But I'm so glad and grateful today. What I call best wine is not running out because it's in the Holy Spirit. That was freely given to me. Keep drinking, drink, drink, drink. And if you will today have a lifting of your hands, I'll say to you, that's a vessel. If you will today have a reaching out to God, I'll say to you, that's a wineskin for the wine of the Holy Spirit. And he's willing more than ever before to pour out generously upon all that would long and all that would ask and all that would receive today. In Jesus' name, do you receive God's word today? Who believes God has wine right here, right now? Come on, can you clap your hands, everybody? Can we thank God today? for the gift of the Holy Spirit thank you that you are with us thank you that you are for us come on clap your hands everybody let's give him praise let's welcome his presence I'm going to ask them to sing a song and I just want you this morning to just lean in your heart whoever you are wherever you are whether you're in this building or you're online just lean in your heart let's sing about the new wine of God and then we're going to pray together in Jesus name in the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new In the solar, now surrender, you are breaking new ground. So I yield to you and to your careful when I trust you, I don't need to understand. So make me a vessel. Make me an offering. God, make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing. Oh. 
just around this house would you lift your hands and say God I'm ready for the new I'm ready for the new say yesterday's gone I'm ready for the new I'm ready for the new not just the new calendar year but I'm ready for new wine I'm ready for new expressions of your purpose I'm ready for a new plunging of what you're doing in my life I'm ready for new grounds that you're calling me to walk in. I'm ready for new courage to fight the battles in front of me. I'm ready, God, to stand in the new. Come on, just say, God, I'm ready for the new. Here, here, here is my surrender, God. Plunge me into the new. God, I'm ready for the new. I'm ready for new steps in the direction of what you're calling me to. I'm ready for the new. I'm ready, God. I'm ready. I lay down my old flame. I lay down what is of the past. I lay down what doesn't fit in my future. I lay down what doesn't belong in what you're doing in my life. I lay down what doesn't belong in the new season ahead of me. God, I'm ready for the new. Somebody said, God, let this be a sound of something new. Let this be a sound of something new, of a new attitude that matches the new calling of God on my life, of a new promptness, of a new obedience, of a new yieldedness, of a new surrender, of a new diligence, a new diligence. 
I lay down the laziness of the past and I take up a new diligence. I take up a new courage. I take up a new faith, God. A new believing that looks like what you're calling me to. Somebody pray this morning. Say, I'm ready for the new. Pray it over your life. Pray it over the work of your hands, people. Pray it over your business. Pray it over your academics. Pray it over your career. Pray it over your family. I'm ready for the new, God. I give myself to walk in the new. It's not just about a calendar. It's about a sound, a sound of destiny. A sound of God upon my life. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray this morning. I'm ready for the new. I'm ready for the new. I laid out my old flames. There were victories of yesterday, but I'm ready for the victories of today. There were wins of yesterday, but I'm ready for the wins of today. I'm ready for new grounds. I'm ready for new frontiers. Somebody pray. I'm ready for the new God. I'm ready for the new. I give myself to the new. I give myself to the new God. I lay down what is of the old. I lay down what is of the past. I lay down the sound of my smallness. I lay down the sound of my small mentality, God. And I say, God, expand capacity within me that looks like a sound of destiny. Oh, God, stretch capacity within me for what you're right about set to do. People, there's a sound of new wine over your life. Come on, somebody pray. As you pray, something is opening up within you today. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. I'm ready for the new. Don't step into a new season with yesterday's vision. Don't step into a new season with yesterday's strength. Somebody pray and say, God, I'm ready for the new supplies for a new day. I'm ready for new courage. I'm ready for new faith. I'm ready for a new expression of your spirit. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to ride the waves of destiny. I'm ready to ride the waves you call me to. Somebody online where you are, please pray. Please pray. There's a sound of heaven upon us. Whoa. There's new wine in this house. There's new wine in this house. There's new wine in this house. We need to lay down what is of the old to take up what is of the new. Somebody pray and say, God, I'm ready for the new. your husband or wife this morning hold your hands pray it over your home and sound of something new come on take grounds together the sound of something new over our home over our children the sound of something new over the next generation God is raising there's new wine over our children there's new wine over the future. There's new wine. There's new wine over the work of your hands. 
this new wine. Maybe you're here today and the party has run out. You're here today and it all feels cold and dry. There's a sound of new wine here because Jesus is here. Jesus still brings new wine. Jesus still brings new wine. I speak it in this house from the left to the right, from the front to the back. New wine. New wine. New wine. A breaking loose of new wine. Where the party had run out. New wine over marriages. New wine over relationships. New wine over the work of your hands. New wine. New wine over the calling of God. Somebody here, you've been frustrated in the calling of God. I pray for you. New wine. New wine. That assignment in your hands. Jesus still brings new wine. He does. He does. Somebody pray a little more. Pray a little more. If you don't know how to pray, just say, God, I'm ready. Just say, God, I'm ready. That's all he needs. I'm ready for you to notch my life a little higher. I'm ready for you to notch my life a little higher, God. That's some white skin for God to feel. God, I'm ready. 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 a little more there's new wine yay I hear the sound of new wine whoa where you've never been what you've never known what you've never walked in what you've never imagined it's called new wine it's called new wine yesterday's gone but it's a new day Genesis 26 verse 13 one more scripture hey guys right there I just felt God say to you what you've never known where you've never been what you've never handled what you've never handled it's a sound of new wine upon your home in Jesus name Genesis 26 verse 13 I love the scripture I pray this for myself almost every day the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. I'll tell you why I pray for myself many times. Because one of the greatest enemies of the greatness God is bringing you to is the goodness that you have found. It's just that sense of settling here when God is calling you to more. When things were really bad, you dreamed. But now things are kind of okay, so you're not really dreaming again. And today what I want us to pray, it's not even for prosperity, it's for new vision. Because there are many people here, God has done great things, but what you need is a vision of more that God will do. 
You see, the prosperity of a believer is not about you. It's about what God is doing through you. It's about kingdom. And the reason why we're coming into that is because, men, there's an urgency of what God is doing in the earth today. But I, I want us to pray today in the space of all that we have found, in the space of all that we have experienced. Ben, thank God. How many of you can say 2022 was a great year? I, honestly, it was. Let's not lie. God did amazing things. But I need new vision. I'm not here to consolidate. I'm here to dream again. I'm here to believe again. I'm here to see what has not been seen. I'm here to, man, I've you seen God's best in my life. But I'm here to dream again. Would you pray this morning, somebody? Pray it over your life. Pray it over what you do. Pray Please pray it over what you do. Please pray. You're not just going to a job. That is a waste of time. You are going to see vision. You're not just raising children. We want vision in what we do. Can you pray this morning and say, God, give me a God-sized vision. Give me a God-sized vision. I open up my heart and I pray today, Holy Spirit, fill me with God-sized vision over my children, over my family, in my relationship, in the work of my hands. God, fill me with God-sized vision that invites me to a sound of destiny. The man began to prosper, continue to prosper. He continued to prosper. He continued to prosper. We haven't yet found it all yet. God has not yet done all that he can do. Man, somebody needs to hear that today. God has not yet done all that he can do over our church, over families. God, give us new vision. Hey, God, give us new vision. God, give us new vision. Vision that will intimidate where we are right now. Vision that would scare the life out of us, but will make us more dependent on you. God, give us new vision. Vision that will make us stay awake at night. Vision that will make us refuse to be lazy. <laughs> God, give us vision. Vision that will make us not be able to be tired. How can we be tired? How can we be tired? Vision that will drive us anew. A vision of something more. Spirit of God, fill our hearts. Fill our hearts, Spirit of God. specifically for two sets of people this morning if you if you run a business if you run a business or something is particularly you particularly have plans to start one this year lift up your hand where you are I want to pray this for you today I think too many business owners are simply in business for profit lacking vision just do business because of what you want to make but today what I'm praying for every one of you doing business or feeling propelled to it is to sense a call of God. To sense vision that is more than what you will make. Will you make profit? You will make a lot of profit. In Jesus' name this year, you will make a lot of profit. But I'm praying for you that your biggest profit will not be what money can give you. Your biggest profit will be the fulfillment of vision. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would expand these hearts 
I pray, oh God, that you would widen these hearts with a strong sense of burning vision. Lord, they will know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, where to do it, who to do it with. They will know how to prosper in the calling that you've put on them. And God, I pray for these hands that are stretched out. They will be strengthened as they pursue. They will not be weak. They will not be faint. They will not be tired. But now, God, I pray, prosper your purpose in their hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I also want to pray for people that are in relationships. You are in a relationship. Not married, but in a relationship. I want to pray for you specifically this morning. I didn't plan these two things, but I feel it prompted on my heart. So if you're comfortable to where you are, lift your hands. I want to pray for you in a relationship. I want to pray for God to give you vision. You know, we approach relationships too much as though it's just about us. It's just about how I feel about somebody, what's going to happen, my plans and all of that. But what I want to pray is that heaven will invade your relationships. What I want to pray is that heaven will back you. Heaven will sponsor you. That's what I hear in my heart. Heaven will sponsor you because you will prosper heaven's assignment in the name of Jesus. And so now I pray God prosper your purpose in every one of these relationships. I also prayed for people getting into relationships this year, whether they know it or not. I pray let heaven back them. Let heaven sponsor them. Let them enjoy grace like never before. Let them be filled with vision of what you are doing, God, that will widen it in front of them, God, in the name of Jesus. Do more than they can ask or imagine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. I'm going to put some words on the screen. I think it's awesome that we can make declarations. So we're going to put some words on the screen. We're going to make some declarations this morning. And um, I want you to say, I love what Bayo said earlier in the service. Don't just say it loud, but say it with faith in your heart. Say it like you really believe these words, okay? Like you're choosing to believe these words, okay? Can I have the declaration on the screen? Right, everybody, are you ready? Are you ready? All right, one, two, three, go. This year, I'm full of God's well desire. I live my life in determined pursuit. I am not lazy. I'm not sloppy. I'm not laid back. I'm full of courage and expectation. I'm full of faith, not fear. I'm rightly positioned for God's best. I will experience more of God this year. I will experience his presence more than ever. I will live out his purpose for my life. I will live a life of essence and significance. I will make every day of my life count for good. In Jesus' name, amen. The Holy Spirit is awakening me to God's vision for my life. I receive a fresh vision of victory and of faith and of the favor of God, of health, of prosperity that God gives, of well-being and peace. I see a promised land, not a dead end. I see life, not death. I see maximized productivity in my life. I see my home blessed and in purpose. I see my relationships blessed. I see the work of my hands greatly blessed. I see my life working to the glory of God. And I see God committed to his purpose in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. This year... Because I have the Holy Spirit. Better put, the Holy Spirit has me. He has my ears, my hands, my heart, my obedience, my willingness. 
I am greatly advantaged as I live in his leading. I will live every day of 2023 in the reality of my advantage. I will maximize opportunities. I will understand my seasons. I will value what's in my hand. I will greatly profit. I will live a full life. God's grace is sufficient for me. I am ready for God's best. My focus is set. My heart is expectant. These are the best days of my life ever. I have everything it takes to thrive. I'm walking at my highest, fighting at my strongest, making choices at my wisest, and living at my best. I welcome an overflow of the new wine. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give him the praise this morning. Give him the praise this morning. Give him the praise. Do you feel it in your soul? Give him the praise this morning. What if I told you, you are one praise away from your best year ever? Do you have it in you this morning? Come on now. Amen. Amen. Do you feel it in your soul this morning? I really do. While we still stand, I want to make an invitation. We always love to make an invitation for somebody who's not right with God. I don't know how you got to be in church today, but it's so good that you could, you could be here. Whether you're in the building or you're online, it's so good that you're here with us this morning and you're hearing these words. I'll tell you what this is all about. We're not just happy people. We're not just joyful people. We're people that Jesus happened to. Maybe you can't say that this morning, that Jesus happened to you. Maybe at some point in your life you had made a decision to follow Jesus, but as we speak today, you know that you're far away. You've made poor choices. You're living far away. Maybe you came to church today because you know you just need to get your way right with God. What a beautiful day to be in church. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, but you get to be here today. It really doesn't matter who you are, where you are. My question today is whether you can boldly say that you're in the right place with God. I know you're in the right place. I know you're in the house of God, but are you in the right place with God? Can he look at you one-on-one -on -one today and say, you're good. You're good. By my standards, you're good. Not by your standards, by his standards. See, if any of us can say yes to that, it's because we put our faith and our trust in what Jesus did for us. It's not because we're good enough. None of us is. But because Jesus is good enough. And he died a death that he had no business dying so that we can have a life we have no business having. We don't deserve to have it. But he didn't deserve to die either. But he died so that we can live. And today you can put your trust in Jesus. And that can be your forgiveness today. That can be a new beginning. That can be a whole new life. I don't know who you are, but that's my invitation today. And if you say you're speaking to me, I'm going to ask everybody, can we close our eyes and bow our heads? I don't mean to embarrass you, but right where you are, I want you to put your hand on your chest. I'm going to count to three. This is between you and God. It's a moment to take, whether you're in the building or you're online anywhere. Jesus, I need to be set right with you. One, two, three. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for your sincerity. I see people around the building this morning. God bless you. That's a miracle. What a miracle. And if you're online, God sees you where you are. Please just put that hand on your chest. He knows you. He sees you. Thank you so much, everybody. Put their hand on your chest. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. And we are so proud of you. This is a family, not a crowd. We want to join in with you. I'm going to lead you to say some words, but we want to join in with you. So right where you are, 
would you say these words knowing that God hears your voice would you say Heavenly Father I come to you today because you've made a way for me to come through the death the burial and the resurrection of your son Jesus so I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God and he's the savior of the world so I make today the day that I boldly confess Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. Say, please forgive me of the past and give me a whole new start. I surrender everything to follow you. Say, today I'm a child of God, totally forgiven and in a right standing with God. Say, one day I'll be with you in heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much for joining us here at Sycamore Church. If you pray that prayer at the end, we are so excited about your decision for Jesus and we would love to help you get established in your relationship with him. So please let us know about your decision at www.sycamore.church forward slash Jesus. There, you'll also find all kinds of resources to help you build your relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed this message, we would love for you to subscribe wherever you are listening or visit www.sycamore.church forward slash resources. Again, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.